Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are extremely well-spoken, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird? So, um, Jonah... I was thinking about how growing up, our dad was really opinionated about certain food brands, but not from really a health perspective. Do you remember that? Yeah, dad was really into certain brands. And I know you texted him kind of prior to this episode to kind of get his take because I felt like we would hear a lot of this stuff growing up, but we weren't really old enough to understand it. Yeah, we didn't know what his reasoning was. So one thing he really loved was Peter Pan crunchy peanut butter. You got a quote from him. Uh, yeah, so he, I asked him why, and he said, Peter Pan as well as Jif tastes like it has added sugar, even though I don't think it does. It definitely does. Yeah, it definitely does. Both are very <laughs> sweet, soft, and smooth. Okay, but he like chunky, but okay. You can eat them right out of the jar without having to put them in the microwave to soften them up, even if you hadn't opened the hard in weeks. So I think he made that even if you haven't opened them in weeks. Yeah. But I think it's not real peanut butter. I mean, I think that's something else that like, you know, Peter Pan and Jif, I think is like, there's a few peanuts and that's like a lot of 
corn syrup and like sugar and stuff. But growing up, I felt like everyone ate that stuff. Yeah. And he, we, one year for his birthday, got him a six pack of Peter Pan chunky peanut butter or crunchy, chunky, crunchy. I think it's crunchy, but what was it also commercial with the guy from, from perfect strangers where he was eating a lot of peanut, like Peter Pan peanut butter. Do you remember this? I'll have to look into this. Probably. That makes sense. Not Balky, the other guy. Oh, um, I can't think of that actor's name, but I, I that makes total sense. And it is just funny that our dad, even to this day, is in denial about the sugar in those peanut butters because that's... Because if you eat a peanut, it doesn't taste super sweet. Right, right. He And he said both, it's, it's very sweet. It tastes like it has added sugar, even though I don't think it does. But he's wrong, so... Moving on, um, he also hated Pierre's ice cream. That was another thing is like he loved ice cream, but he hated specifically Pierre's ice cream. Yeah, and Pierre's is a local Cleveland chain, um, but it was everywhere in Cleveland. And what was his quote about Pierre's that you got? He said, one of our friends said Pierre's had a million different ingredients besides milk and sugar. Once I looked at the label, I realized that she was correct and I just could not enjoy it. (laughs) And I've done a little research into this. First of all, Pierre's has... No sugar ice cream. They have light ice cream. They have frozen yogurt. It seems like it's actually kind of a premium brand. And uh, it, to me, it looks like I think it has the same ingredients as every other ice cream. Well, also, he just used to say that Pierre's has so many chemicals in it. That's what I remember. But but I don't think it has any more than other brands. And also, ironically, the reason he likes Peter Pan peanut butter is because of the chemicals in it. I think it, some of the stuff is also to stabilize it. But I think, you know, I think Pierre's is, is uh, a fairly well-known business, like a local like ice cream thing. I don't know if it has more chemicals than other ones. You know, his reasoning is just not holding up quite, quite in the way that I, I think when you're a kid, you want everything to make perfect sense and fit into a perfect little box and and this does not but i think yeah but i think you also pair things too like i think like if i saw pierce i'd be like oh that stuff has so many chemicals <laughs> when it's like reality is probably not true at all and also this is the first time learning that pierce was a local cleveland thing i thought pierce was a national brand no it's been around since the 20s and so uh yeah but only in cleveland but only yeah i think it's based in cleveland i think it was it's from cleveland um so yeah, different time, different time. Different time. And, you know, I think now's the time to introduce our incredible guest today. Our next guest is an incredible comedian, actor, writer, and singer. They are best known for their cabaret work and their appearances on television shows, uh, series such as Jeffrey and Cole Casserole, Difficult People, At Home with Amy Sedaris, and as obsessed fan Chip Wreck on Search Party. Please welcome... The wonderful and talented Cola Scola. Hello. Hey, Cola. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm um, oh my goodness. giggling over here thinking about your dad only reading the label for Pierre's and never reading any other labels and being like, look at all that stuff. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm sticking to Briars. <laughs> meanwhile, it's all corn syrup. Basically, yes. Yes. Were there strong brand preferences in your household growing up? No, it was um it, it was you know like the the Safeway brand that I that I hated. You know, I wanted the name brand things, but we had we had to buy Safeway Select ice cream. And again, probably all the same stuff, but to my mind, you know, it's like but that one has, you know, Brooke Shields in the commercials. So Right. Right. I don't know that she did 
um, Breyer's ice cream. I think Bernadette Peters actually did. There's the really. I think you're right. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Where she's like in a velvet dress being horny eating ice cream. Yeah. And she, speaking of dads, she's sort of like, she was like such a sex symbol for dads of the 90s. You know what I mean? Like. Now this woman's going to sing show tunes, but don't worry, dads. She's got a nice rack on her, too. <laughs> yeah, she she really is kind of the dad sex symbol. I never really thought about that. I got a quote from your dad about Bernadette Peters. Oh, you did? Great. Yeah. But what did he say? Said, ha-cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. I love that you guys got quotes from your dad. Well, women at that era, they had Mark Lynn Baker from Perfect Strangers doing Peter Pan peanut butter ads. And, and oh, is Mark Lynn Baker? That's the name. That's yeah, the name. and he had on like a full pajamas, yellow pajamas with peanuts on them. I think. Who is that? Mark Lynn Baker is um, kind of the straight man of the Perfect Strangers duo. Okay, I don't know Perfect Strangers. Oh, you got to check it out sometime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a really weird premise for a show. I don't even know how to. It's two strangers. <laughs> it was part of TGIF for a while, I think. Which are you are you oh, yeah. aware of TGIF? Oh sure. It was it was in the early TGIF lineup, I believe. Okay. Um and it's a sitcom about these two guys who live together. In the full house days. In the full house days, exactly. Yeah, it's the one this Marklin Baker and his he has a distant cousin played by Bronson Pinkett and from a Mediterranean island. And Pincho. Pincho, excuse me. Bronson Pincho. And they live together in Chicago and it's kind of fish out of water type. And they're perfect strangers because they they know each, they're related, but they're actually the perfect duo to have a lot of, they're strangers. Was this the pitch, do you think? Yeah, I think it was so me <laughs> going... We actually pitched this show. Yeah, we were li- we were little kids. We were little toddlers. And one guy is his cousin, and they and he comes and they live together. They do. I remember they both have either girlfriends or wives that are flight attendants who are both blonde and both look almost exactly the same. Yeah, I think that's true. And are really almost never featured. Right, Cole. What were some of the shows that you were kind of really into growing up? You know, I really wanted to be like sophisticated. So I would, I watched Days of Our Lives every day and I watched, um, I was really into Mad About You. I thought that made me like very, I was like 10 being like, oh, I, I just love New York Jewish humor, you know, like a little faggy Lutheran in rural Oregon being like, oh, mother-in-law's. <laughs> you know it that mad about you is such a especially as a child you're like this makes me so sophisticated that's very cute yeah i was like this is the new york that i want to live in yeah incredible you know they brought back mad about you they did on um one of the more popular networks maybe the spectrum it was like channel. Spe- the spectrum channel <laughs> which i don't know how to access even I don't either, and I, I have Spectrum. That's my cable provider. Maybe you have it. Maybe I. Maybe it's on maybe right I now should, behind maybe you. It's on yeah, right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I have to go. Were you Were y'all a mad about you household? We weren't really a mad about you household. I feel like, uh, I feel like we didn't really get as much into that as we did 
uh, some of the other, a Seinfeld, if you will, or something like that. But were you like um, appointment television? Like, okay, Mondays is this, Tuesdays? I don't, I mean, I feel like with TJF maybe, but I don't think in general, I think it was kind of whatever's on. Yeah, it was really whatever's on until maybe we were in high school. I really had a schedule. You had a real schedule. What was, do you remember your specific schedule? Well, you know, it would change season to season. Of course, of course. But Thursdays, you know, was was the, the must-see must TV, TV Thursdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was really into this show called Fired Up with um, Sharon Lawrence and... Um, What's her name? The one that escaped Scientology. Leah Remini? R- Leah Remini. Yeah. I'm just going to mispronounce everyone's last name on this episode. Leah Remini. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there was a joke in the commercial for the pilot that I still remember where um, <laughs> Sharon Lawrence is a sophisticated divorcee who's like... She lost all her money and now she's sleeping on the on Leah Remini's couch. And she wakes up the next morning. She's very sophisticated. And she says to Leah Remini, is there coffee? And Leah Remini goes, there's a coffee maker. And Sharon Lawrence goes, and which one of you would that be? And I remember thinking like, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. So incredible. That's so great. I, I, um... I was really obsessed with, I, I think like there's something so fun about those really fancy ladies when you're growing up that are just like lightly clueless, but they're like just doing it their way. I was, I think that's part of the reason I'm such a huge fan of Troop Beverly Hills. And I remember in Troop Beverly Hills, there's this one scene where Shelley Long is like, telling ghost stories that they, they, they were supposed to be camping out, but it got too rainy. So they decided to get a room at like this really, at like this really fancy Beverly Hills hotel. And they're all in the room and they're telling like little ghost stories. And, um, Shelly, <laughs> Shelly Long tells this story where she's like, I was at the salon and I asked for a perm. Oh no, I asked for a body wave. And, um, <laughs> And he turned me around in the chair. And when I turned back into the mirror, he permed me and they all went like insane. But so I thought it was so funny and so scary. I misunderstood what she was saying. And I thought she meant like he permed her whole body or something. So then I started telling it to my friends. I'd be like, do you want to hear? I've never told anyone this before. It's so insane because I think as an adult, I re- I rewatched the movie and realized that I'd been telling <laughs> it wrong. But so as a kid, I'm like going up to other kids being like, or like at a sleepover being like, do you want to hear a really scary ghost story? This woman was at the salon and she asked for a body wave. And then when they turned her around in the mirror, her whole body was permed. And they're like, what? And I'm like, like they gave her a perm like to her whole body. And they're like, oh, (laughs) I'm repeating what I think is the scariest ghost story from one of my favorite movies. And it just. (laughs) Okay. Wow. And that's the first time you've remembered it. (laughs) I've never shared that I told so many people this quote unquote ghost story. And then like I watched it as an adult a few years ago and I saw her say he permed me. And I fully was like, oh, I can see how as a kid, 
I would misunderstand her slang of saying like he gave me a perm to be like he permed my whole body. Did you do you remember like when you told the story? Do you remember like not getting the reaction you wanted? And like, what did you what did you think? Were you like, huh? Well, first of all, I, I, I to be if, I, if I'm going to really fess up to how I used to tell it, I think the way I used to tell it, which I almost told it just now, is that I would I misremembered it even as a kid and said she asked for a perm and when she turned around, her whole body was in a body wave. <laughs> <laughs> which makes even less sense because in the real thing, she asked for a body wave. Okay, anyways, I remember, ki- I remember friends of mine being polite and being like, oh, and I remember just being like, in my head, like this story isn't quite as good as I remember it being when like they're not reacting like the true Beverly Hills scouts did <laughs> to Shelley Long. So it's just it's so funny because that just I it was the same kind of thing where it's like a woman being incredibly fancy. But I I I just fully didn't understand that. You thought it was a really scary story. Yeah, I thought it was really scary. And I didn't quite I would retell it and go like as I was probably telling that kind of punchline would go like, wait a second. Does this make sense? And you never ran it by Jonah? No, this is the first I've ever heard of it. Wow. Yeah, I okay. never ran it by you. I mean, we watch that movie a lot, but yeah. But yeah, there were a lot of glamorous women TV shows, I feel like, during that era, like um, like Designing Women and stuff. That's one that I think of a lot. Designing Women, yeah, Suzanne Sugarbaker. That trope is one of my favorite tropes, like the like rich, clueless, like beautiful one. Christine Baranski and Sybil, you know. Yes, totally. I mean, Cole, you, I saw your show. I don't know if it was your most recent show anymore, but the show that I saw you in at Dynasty Typewriter, which it was, I saw uh, your show and it's just you performing and it is the funniest show. I think I think it's the funniest live show I've ever seen in my entire That's life. so sweet. You are so funny and you're so talented and- um, you play a lot of, you impersonate a lot of those kinds of very fancy women and um, a clueless woman. I mean, one of my favorite bits of yours is the woman who gets interviewed on a crime show. Oh, thank you. And she doesn't, she's like seeing all of the, all of these incredibly huge red flags. And she just, do you, what, what gave you the idea for this character without s- sort of explaining it away? I think um, just... The phrases that they all regurgitate, you know, like something about that just didn't sit right with me. And it's always what's funny is like it's usually um, in actual crime shows they're they're saying things that like are totally innocuous, but they're like they're buying into they're like, oh, I'm being interviewed about this crime show. And they're like, yeah. And she was late that morning. Yeah. She was late that morning. And I remember thinking, uh oh. And it's like, no, you didn't. You didn't think that. But now you're like buying into this. Like, <gasps> I knew the whole time something just wasn't right. You know what I mean? Like, they're just so excited to be on TV. <laughs> And they're like, this is my job. I'm here to right, right. be wise. And Cole, while we're, we're giving you all kinds of compliments, um, I produced a podcast and wrote and produced a podcast for uh, iHeartMedia um, based on Search Party. And um, we had a lot of people from the cast on. Oh, and my god, Charles and, and Sarah Violet. And I feel like everyone was just talking about how great you were on that show, um, which I totally agree. I mean, so, so incredible. Thanks. 
That's so sweet. And this, <laughs> well, this was kind of before season four. So we, we didn't have much, I, I, you know, we hadn't seen, I mean, obviously everyone else works on the show had seen it, but we hadn't seen it. And so I felt like, um, yeah, that was so, so, I mean, what was that role kind of like for you to kind of play on season four? It, it was really, um, horrifying because I'm not really a great actor and so like when I think that's not true well okay uh, but I'm not good at like not taking it personally like when there's people scream like looking at you horrified and screaming I, I was like oh god am I hurting you I'm so sorry you know what I mean I'm sure it must have been crazy to play this I mean for people who haven't seen it Cole plays this obsessed fan slash kidnapper I had to like shave someone's head I had to like tie someone up and pour like honey all over them like all of these like crazy violent things and then um I felt really bad afterwards and uh, Ann Dowd was um one of the guest stars and she plays Aunt Lydia on Handmaid's Tale and so I was like I was like well to be honest I was like this is a good in a good question to ask Ann Dowd um I was like hey what do you do when you feel like so gross after like being so evil all day? And she's like, Oh, it's just acting. I was like, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, of course it's just acting. I'm an idiot. Yeah, of course. I'm surprised that she, you know, there's so many actors who take things so seriously and are like, you know, so affected by, I'm surprised for, cause she is such an incredible actor and such an incredible villain on that show. I mean, she does such horrible things. Yes. I I wonder if if maybe that's why she's able to do it is because she just can so clearly compartmentalize what her job from Yeah, she's like real like old school theater New York trained professional actress with a capital A. And um so yeah, I think she can just shut it off immediately. How interesting and how cool to get to ask her how she gets into that character. And then be humiliated. (laughs) And then be humiliated. And speaking of humiliated, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Cola Scola. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. And we're back. So Cole, um, so we we spoke to you earlier um, about a topic, and you came up with so many funny topics. But uh, the topic that we really wanted to speak with, to you about that you came up with was indulgent snack commercials geared towards moms. Um, and just could you start us off with like why why was this topic come to you? Because it's so specific. Um, and yeah, I really. I don't know if there was like a boom in the in the 90s of these types of commercials like for snack wells or Milano cookies like sort of um like just like indulgent like geared towards moms like like you need something too don't you mom rich dark chocolate and then it's you know there's like kids banging on the door and she's like mm, savoring a Milano cookie and I just wanted to be that you know I wanted to have kids and like and need a break like i really like some for some reason related to that feeling of like oh between work and kids i just need a milano cookie you sent us this snack wells commercial where it's just literally we could maybe play it but we but it's the words are all written on the screen so i don't think it would it would have the the same effect on a podcast but it's like chocolate being drizzled on a snack well and then words keep coming up on the screen like like oh like don't call your sister back <laughs> yeah. or like hang up on your sister the i think the last one was um wear a push-up bra to work <laughs> yeah and it's like okay so this is they're really going hard like this is not for men at all these are snack wells coconut cookies yeah they're just like be bad eat a cookie and like don't even worry about it <laughs> yeah it's I feel like those commercials really, um, they, I think they really did start in the 90s or, or there was a boom of them in the 90s where it was like, instead of marketing to like, um, like a wholesome mom, it's like, now we're going to market these things in a way that is like telling the mom to like be bad and like, you know. Or even I guess a lot of them marketed towards like, you know, business career women. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like where that push up bra to work. It was very like Seinfeld. I was very mad about you. Right. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because we've watched a lot of commercials from that era on, as part of this podcast. And a lot of them are also like can be hyper masculine where it's like um, 
like I'm trying I'm thinking of like like the lean pockets commercial or or one of these where it's like the men are always like fixing the sink yeah. or like doing something around the house and then they're not supposed to like lean pockets cuz they're like diet snacks and like a man would it you know the the commercials from that era are so gendered in this like s- like such an extreme way yeah that's one of my favorite tropes and then also um a dad like a, a dad doing things in a commercial like cleaning like whenever it's a dad it's the 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 tone is sort of like oh my god look he's trying yeah 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 and it's like don't worry dad we got you but like when a mom is struggling in a commercial it's kind of like yikes get it together <laughs> yeah it's like don't worry even if you're a bad mom we're, we're here to help now there's another trope of like the busy mom, which this is also a big 90s thing because, you know, women are in the workplace and they're busy and they've got to k- pick the kids up from soccer practice. And it's nonstop, uh, 24-7. We watch such an incredible, Jonah actually showed it to me. I can't believe I hadn't seen it. Um, mom commercial um, that you did about a mom. Um, um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, 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 mom in a commercial, like my favorite trope. And you and this mom is selling it. She finds out that orange juice. I mean, I don't want to give it away. I, people should go watch it on their own. But. Yeah, it's a, it's a commercial for orange juice. She finds out how much sugar there is in orange juice, and um, and then loses it, loses it in a big way. But like you also did such an incredible mom in a commercial sketch or like two sketches I think for for SNL the Totino's Tostino's whatever we did the Totino's pizza rolls that I I wrote with, with Chris um Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider and we we did like a um we actually were able to do three of them by the time um but where we would just make fun of like the moms that would that they were so disrespected and um would always be talking about their hungry guys and that was a real and actually, you know, I think I think that it's just I think we all really love that world. And I, I was telling Jonah, um, Cole, have you ever heard me talk about my sketch comedy and musical parody troupe bloomers from college? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was in this um, I was in this group and I did this uh it, it, it was this all-female sketch comedy musical parody troupe called Bloomers. And I wrote, I found this commercial that I wrote for it that I thought I could share with you guys. It's called Snacking. Mm-hmm. And I think I did it when I was about a senior. Now, I don't need to do the whole thing for you, but I'm just going to try and get through it really quickly. It's very short. It's incredibly short. This is almost like, this is almost like a bad version of, of what you and I went on to do later. From the vaults. From the vaults. Okay, I'm going to try and read it really quickly. I'm a busy mom. Between PTA meetings, school clothes shopping, and car rides to soccer practice, I rarely have a minute to myself. So when my children suddenly got sick, I was very concerned. Thank goodness I took them to the hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. The doctors there were kind and understanding. They even took time out of their busy schedules to explain to me exactly what was causing the sickness and how it could be rectified. Apparently, the kids had contracted hepatitis by snacking. 
on their own feces. The doctors explained that this behavior was not appropriate and that it needed to be discontinued in the future. Thanks to the Hospital of University of Pennsylvania, my children are once again as healthy as ever. And then the kids run in and they go, Mom, we're hungry. Yeah, can we eat our poop? Uh Uh-uh. Thanks, Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. So that's kind of where I (laughs) started extremely lowbrow. It still works. Did you perform this, Vanessa? Yeah, it does still work. You performed this in front of an audience. Yeah, Yeah, I performed it many times proudly. (laughs) As you should. I think you need to take it on the road. Take it on the road. Yeah. But it was just interesting because I when I was watching your your orange juice commercial, uh, I I really was like, oh, you're at, like thief at the <laughs> at the very beginning. I was like, oh, we were sort of we were sort of all both thinking about those moms in the soccer. And then yours went on to be so incredibly like well performed and thoughtful and deep and so hilarious. And mine, I'm just like talking about eating poop. So I mean, I basically did, too. I mean, cocaine, cocaine, poop. Yeah, It's really, yours is so funny that this mom really goes off the deep end when she realizes how much sugar she's been giving her kids in their orange juice. I know. I'm glad well, glad our dad didn't realize this about the <laughs> Peter Pan peanut butter. <laughs> Who knows what could happen? Don't tell him. He doesn't listen to this, does he? Yeah, let's hope not. No, he listens every week and we talk about him actually so much on it. But there is something just so funny about about those about those women in commercials and the way that they're so they're they're spoken about in such a general way and it's just these it does feel like a lot of men like writing these commercials in a way that like is so clearly just grouping these women into like a very specific box yeah moms <laughs> just moms busy moms busy moms and, and, you know, I feel like it still is happening. I mean, I have you seen those? We always tried to parody that, them. And now I've, I've talked about them a little in stand-up, but we always tried to parody those lint chocolate commercials on SNL where it's a woman and she's like really had a long day and you can just tell she's exhausted. And she sits down on her couch and she opens one lint chocolate and she just lets go. And it's just, it's so unreal. And also this woman is like very gorgeous and thin. And you're like, who, no one is is consuming these this way. Like no, no person is taking these home and just having one and then being like, finally, I can relax. And the other thing that they do with them that I think is funny is they, they I mean, I guess this is all commercials for snacks is like they try to make them seem so much nicer than they are. And and so like they show like for these lint chocolate commercials, they show like the lint master chocolatier in like, I don't know where he is, Belgium or something. And he has like a bowl of chocolate and he like lifts his spatula like out of the bowl to like see the chocolate. Like, and it's like, that's not how it's being made. Like it's like they're there. <laughs> <laughs> On a slab of marble. But just that this woman, it's like from this chef to your home. It's like, it's just feels so manipulative. And like, it's it feels so condescending in a way that like anyone's supposed to be. Yeah. I'm going home. I'm not calling my sister back. And I'm having my lint chocolate. Also lint, lint chocolate. Come on. Come on. I also feel like Dove Chocolates did that for a long time. Yes. And then they had like the positive messages in the wrappers too. Yeah, the little phrases in the in the wrappers. And I do think there was a point probably when I was like a, a preteen or teenager when I would like 
if I would have one of those things, I would kind of try and eat it in that way. Me too. I would let it melt in my mouth as if like I was savoring it, like like just letting the, my day melt away with this chocolate in my mouth. And it never quite worked in the way that you wanted it to. Like, what were those? There were these calcium chews that were really big when I was in middle school. I remember. They were, they, the name started with a V. Like Vita or, or like, I know what you're talking about. And they, they came, it, it sort of had like a, it was like a purple little container. Yeah. And they made them seem like they were like fancy, Viactive. Viactive. Yes. Yes. Viactive. And they made them seem like they were like fancy and they were in like a fancy container. And then I remember I would eat like so many of them, which is like really bad. Like you can only eat so much calcium without like your stomach. Like you can't handle that much. And also I started getting like toothaches because they were just covered. They were, they were just like sugar. These, yeah, they were just like a little bit of calcium in like a whole thing of like candy. And so it was just like eating candy, but they made it seem like it was so good for you and so fancy. Shame on us, I guess. Were you were you hungry for calcium as a child? I I because I was I wanted to be taller, and I thought, oh, calcium will make my bones grow. So what I used to do is I used to eat craft singles until they made me puke. Oh my god, Cole! Because <laughs> I wanted to be taller, and I was like, I need more calcium. And that all the advertisements were like a thousand percent of your daily calcium. Yeah, it was like those those milk commercials where they showed the little kids and they're drinking milk and then they're like a football player in high school or something. Yeah, I remember once I was in um I was in the it was in the girls' locker room and and um the the, the we had this really mean like nurse or gym teacher or something and she was like she was like you guys you have to have calcium like it's it's so important and like what things have calcium in it and I raised my hand and I said orange juice because we bought the orange juice that was enriched with calcium because I think that that was like a big thing when we were kids like everything maybe it still is like everything is enriched with calcium and so I said orange juice and she said no and then somebody else said milk and she was like yeah and I was like, uh, okay. And then I remember going home and telling her mom. And our mom was so mad. She was like, um, first of all, everybody buys orange juice that's enriched with calcium. She should know that. Like, I remember mom really jumping to my defense because it was like, yeah, there's calcium. It's in everything. It's in, it's in every orange juice. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk to her. Come on, get your shoes on. I'm going to go talk to her. I'm going to tell her. Get the orange juice. We'll show her. Yeah. Um, but I remember being like so shut down. But you're right. I think calcium, we, we were really told that we needed to have so much calcium when we were kids. And you were, and it felt like it did have these very kind of superhuman magical properties. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, Cole, but then we'll be right back with Cole Scola. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. And we're back. Now, Cole, we have a little game segment we'd like to do now. Are you up for a little game segment? Oh, God, I guess so. Yeah, I'm nervous. Okay, don't be nervous. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'd like to play a little a little game segment with you that we like to call Back to the Present. Joan and Vanessa, we've got to go back to the present. Obviously, the title is a hilarious take on the Back to the Future, right. you know, nostalgic film <laughs> franchise. So hope that hit with you. But basically, each of us gets to say something from our childhood that we wish would come back. And to give you a little time to think, we're going to go first. And then um, and then we will have you come up, give us your idea. Um, and so, Jonah, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. So, um, so mine is Cole. I don't know if if you'll remember these, but they're uh, CD long boxes, like the long kind of skinny boxes that compact discs used to come in. Oh yeah, like like for a special edition. Yeah, yeah. So before they sold them just in jewel cases, they used to sell them in these like big cardboard boxes with the artwork on it. So not good for the environment. So good we good we stopped with that. But uh, I I do remember having a lot of these long boxes when I was like younger in high school and like putting them. I wasn't collecting vinyl at that point, like putting them up on my walls because like the artwork on CDs is so small. So um, and I did some research on them. I guess they were also um, intended to prevent theft. Um, it was harder to carry them out of stores. Um, they're yeah, they were really bad for the environment. Um, they they caused they were and by nineteen ninety was estimated long boxes were responsible for eighteen point five million pounds of trash per year. Um, so there was a big is that a lot? I guess it's a lot compared compared to like 
toilet paper or that's a really good question i have no idea it sounds like a lot because it sounds it sounds like a lot but then it's like oh but really it's like six trillion is average for anything totally yeah so i don't know and then uh call in right now i'm gonna (laughs) they're going i see a long boxes are being sold on ebay for 20 to 100 bucks now they're kind of collector's items and i uh i mean realistically like i probably haven't bought a cd in 10 years i probably wouldn't buy a long box but i like the art of them so that's what i'd like to kind of bring back although i guess vinyl kind of defeats the purpose of that too. Well, you also were using them as much as, you know, people are saying they're bad for the environment and wasteful. You were hanging them up in your room. You were recycling them. Yeah, I guess if you're using it as like a poster or something, how is that, you know, then what are you going to say? Posters are wasteful because they're on paper? Ha, take that, environmentalist. Yeah, where do we go? So I was, yeah, I was using them. I I was making them into art. I was, yeah, that's, I had a little trouble coming up with the topic this week. So, uh, to be totally honest. So, so maybe a little bit of a stretch. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate great. it. I think that's So that's really mine. Uh, Vanessa, what is, what would you like to bring back to the present? Well, mine, I feel really passionately about. And um, I, uh, I think that I, when I thought of this, I couldn't believe that I hadn't talked about it more on our podcast because it's something that I really loved. Um, I would like them to bring back wow chips. <laughs> now, I don't know (laughs) if you both remember them. And just to give a little synopsis, Lay's Wow Chips were fat-free potato chips produced by Frito-Lay containing a (laughs) Lestra. They were first introduced in 1998 and were marketed using the Lay's Ruffles, Doritos, and Tostitos brand. Although initially popular, charting sales of $400 in their first year, they subsequently dropped to $200 million by 2000 as Alestra qu- caused, quote, abdominal cramping, diarrhea, fecal incontinence, quote, anal leakage, I don't know why, and other gastrointestinal symptoms in some customers. Warnings were required to be included on the packaging with the wow bag bearing a warning that read, this product contains Alestra. Alestra may cause abdominal cramping and loose stools. Alestra inhibits the absorption of some vitamins and other nutrients. Vitamins A, D, E, and K have been added. No calcium? So no calcium, no calcium. Oh. Really good. <laughs> really good point. Now, something that really made me so upset reading this article is that I have missed these chips for years. And then there's this little line at the end of this article that says, around the same time, meaning 2000, the WOW brand was renamed to Light. The product then continued under the brand name until they were discontinued in 2016. 2016? 2016. So here have been for 20 years, like, Man, I miss Wow Chips. Sure, sometimes they give me some light cramping, but I love the flavor and I love that they were fat-free and they tasted like fat. Like, I was so into them and I can't believe that they were around till 2016 just under the name Light instead of Wow. So Hillary lost and they said, we give up. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, That's another thing that Trump screwed up, you know? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, put it on the list, put it on the list. And, and here's another article that I read. There's another article I read that was published um, in 2014 when, when they were, were still around. They were still around saying those gut wrenching Alestra chips from the 90s. This person is clearly unaware that they were still around when she wrote this might have been good for us. 
And this was paid for by the Alestra Institute, I believe. (laughs) So it says a new study has, this was a new in 2014, has found that Alestra might actually be good for you, at least in one way. It could help rid your body of a dangerous toxin. Um, And it says that a study led by Ronald Janicek, an adjunct professor of pathology and laboratory medicine at the University oh, of Cincinnati. Oh, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. University of Cincinnati okay. presents one possible benefit of the fake fat. And this woman says, uh, in parentheses, other than the utter deliciousness, that is. Patients with high levels of PCBs, polychlorinated biphenyls, a man-made chemical and known carcinogen were fed either regular Pringles or those containing Alestra. After a year, concentrations of PCBs in the body decreased significantly faster for the Alestra group than they had the year before and increased eight times greater than the control group who ate regular Pringles. Okay, so their body, their, their, their PCB concentration decreased significantly, decreased eight times more than the other control group who ate regular Pringles. PCBs are hard to get rid of because they're easily absorbed into human fat. Presumably, Jen Dansek said, Olestra tricks some of the PCBs into attaching to it, into attaching to it instead. Then those molecules leave the body. Unfortunately, as many... This writer just sneaks up on you. Unfortunately, as many consumers still remember, they sometimes leave rather explosively. <laughs> okay. Alestra just forces everything out of your body. So if something's carcinogenic. Maybe that could be good in that one. Who funded this? Like, I- I'm just amazed that someone yeah, was like. University of Cincinnati. I want to do a study. I need a whole. Okay. So I need a year. I need a, like a shit ton of Pringles. And a shit ton of other chips. In 2014. And I have this theory that these chips can get rid of a chemical that these other chips can't. And then the people said, here's a check. We want to... I mean, good. But wait, so what was... Was there a different taste to these chips? So I will tell you what I remember did you ever have these chips, Cole? No, because I think by the time I found out about them, they had become a joke. You know, like, these chips will give you diarrhea. They're, Jonah, did you ever try them? I don't remember. I don't think so. The thing that was incredible about them was that they were, the, the, I guess, these Alestra fat molecules, which gave you, you know, diarrhea and stuff, they were too big for your body to absorb. But they they tasted like fat. Like, they were made from, like, I so... You would eat these delicious chips and these chips were fat free. And so the problem, too, is that like, especially if that's the thing that happens with them, it's like nobody is having just one serving of chips. Right. So it's like you're eating a whole like, you know, multi-serving bag of these things and then you're just going straight to the toilet. I remember I was not affected that badly by them. Like, I don't remember ever having like severe stomach cramping or anything. So I was like, these are fat-free chips that taste delicious. You know, if, 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 if you, if you get cramping from them, don't buy them as opposed to like getting rid of them. And look how I wish I had known that they were still around till 2016. There must be another company that makes them, that makes chips with Alestra, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, let's hope. I mean, another thing is that, you know, call in, please. Please. Tweet at the podcast. Tweet at the pod if you know. Oh, our, our our producer Olivia is saying you'll still find a Lester sometime referred to its brand name Olean in American foods, but it's banned in Canada and European countries. Well, if it's not banned here, then that's some good news. Now, the other thing that's interesting, like stuff, all of this kind of diet stuff that tastes really good there's usually some kind of a stomach. Another thing, sugar, a lot of sugar free or low sugar candies, like there's like sugar free where there's originals, sugar free lifesavers. If you eat too many of them, they can also cause loose stools because something about the faux sugar that's in them is like, uh, is like, makes poison does something weird to your stomach. So it's poison. So anyways, I, I, I say all of this to say that I miss Wild Chips. I loved knowing right there on the front of the package that they had a Lestra slash Olean in them. And um, I wish that I had known that they were around under a different name until 2016. But it sounds like they're not technically outlawed yet. So there might... Call your Congress people. Yeah. Yes. Call your Congress people. Get out there. Um, this is the most important important thing to kind of really pay attention to down ballot. Um, <laughs> now, Cole, have you had a chance to think about what you would like to bring back? I have. And um, even though I think yours is, is the perfect um, bow because it's, you know, 90s, um, you know, geared towards like moms needing something indulgent, but also very chemically ingredients. um chemical ingredients like your your father's um forbidden ice cream um but i think i would i I would like to bring back the sunday night tv movie because i feel like on cbs and abc there was always like at least every other weekend if not every weekend like there was a sunday night tv movie that was like for like specifically for families or like it was just like slightly more wholesome than other programming you know there was a lot of like life stories like of uh, I remember one in particular for Dottie West this country singer um that was like a tv movie about her life like you know cradle to grave type of thing um yeah were they and were they I'm kind of remembering these were they mostly they were kind of more wholesome and you're, they were sort of family geared. Yeah. And how would you, I'm, I'm just trying to remember exactly what, like how would they compare to, and they might've been completely different from these, but how would they compare to like one of today's Hallmark movies or something like that? Less romantic, I guess. Yeah, probably less romantic and less like, um, like ambient Christianity. Less Christianity. Ambient Christianity. You know, like Hallmark movies sort of have this like, yeah, 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 this sort of like hostile Christianity, <laughs> like just brewing beneath the surface. Um, yeah. But these were more like, like, uh, I, I can't even remember, like it would be like a TV movie about like uh, the first um, uh like little girl the first little black girl to go to a, an all-white school in the 60s and it was like very like saccharine and like you know like hopeful 
and um pat and sweet and then like disney like um on abc they they had like disney um tv movies like toothless starring kirstie alley um where she oh she's like <laughs> a um she's a dentist i think she's a very mean like wears all black like very new york city like dentist hates kids she dies and comes back as the tooth fairy. Oh. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, this ball-busting career woman, dentist, has to, like, help kids, you know, like... And then she, like, fixes some kids' lives and then is allowed to come back to life. You know? The Wonderful World of Disney was the name of that movie block. That sounds incredible. Now, did you sit down with your family and watch these? No, I, it was this was by myself. Okay, okay. Absolutely by myself. There was also um, a TV remake of Freaky Friday with Shelley Long and Gabby Hoffman in the 90s made for TV. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I would have... I assume that I saw that because once I saw Troop Beverly Hills, I went deep into Shelley Long's... You know, I started watching... I, I remember renting Hello Again um, from the movie store and a bunch of other Shelley Long... And Vanessa, you also watch a lot of Hallmark movies, I get the feel. I feel if you go over Vanessa's apartment sometimes, she'll be like, check out this scene in this Hallmark movie. I got to show it to you. And you'll be like, okay. And then she'll be like, isn't the acting weird in this? And you're like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I love, I love watching, especially around the holidays, Hallmark Christmas movies. And I love watching, and I still watch General Hospital. And I love, um, I love the choices that they make because, um, something feels very nostalgic about their their acting choices in that it's a lot of like really dramatic looks in a way that feels like it has sort of is not as as uh is not looked upon as like the way to act as much anymore and then also just in general um seeing that they definitely had like some budget constraints and they're just going to they're not going to like ask for more money they're just going to you're going to like what you get and that's this is a castle it, it, it looks like a sears but it's this is the castle okay yeah, yeah. you're like okay castle christmas okay yeah in ge on general hospital a lot of times they'll say like they'll show like a, a really general like 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 they're allowed to use a photo of like germany or something and then it'll and then they'll write on the it'll say on the screen, Berlin, Germany. And then they'll show two people in a hotel room <laughs> with no windows. And you're just, I mean, they do it every week. And you're just like supposed to believe that they're in Berlin, but you're like, they're not even going to like, they're just so much of it. And it's, and, and now as someone who's like producing my own show, I just know how, how much I, I know I pay more attention to like production costs than like, a lot of times they're like in a restaurant and it's literally like just a table in front of a wall and two people. And they're like, we we can't get a new set for this. We have to just... There's just one waiter that crosses the same waiter like every five seconds. But he doesn't have any lines because they don't want to pay him. Absolutely not. Well, um, those, Sunday, those Sunday evening TV movies, whether they be on... The on ABC or what What did you say CBS? Was CBS also did a lot of them. It was just nice, you know, because I hated school so much as a kid to have like a nice like like cushion into the back into the week, you know. 
a nice feel good, uplifting story. Yeah. Yeah. There's something, there's something so nice about watching something that's geared towards families, especially because they just are so careful to just make it, even if it's, even if there's something upsetting in it, they really make it so palatable that you just, you're going to leave, you're going to finish watching it with a smile. They fill it with Alestra. Yeah. They fill it with Alestra. Well, Cole, you have filled this podcast with Alestra. Thank you so much. In the best kind of way. And I don't care if I get stomach cramping after because it was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Jonah. Thanks, Vanessa. Thanks yeah, for thank you, Cole. Thank you for being here. Now, Cole, where can people find you if they want to? Some controversy with your Twitter, I, I, I saw. I've been banned from Twitter and uh, for impersonating Bill de Blasio. But I, yeah. I used to impersonate people all the time and then just switch it back after like 20 minutes. Uh-huh. But I just left the Bill de Blasio one up and then they can't they 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 canceled me. I've been canceled by this damn culture. Was there something specific and we don't have to talk if this is upsetting, uh, but was there something specific that you were having Bill de Blasio your Bill de Blasio was saying? It was it, he was tweeting like the soup of the day. Um, and also, <laughs> like during um during the, the 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 protests that were happening. So um, yeah, that was that was it. Got it, got it. So 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 I so I I kind of misunderstood. I thought that you were impersonating him, meaning like you were doing an impression of him and posting a video. You were you were tweeting no, as him. No, no, no. I was tweeting as him. I changed my picture and name to Bill, and then because I had the little blue check, it made it. Oh you know, right, right, right. If you don't know to look, then it. Yeah, yeah. You know, hundreds of other you know performers have done the same same thing. I didn't invent it, but yeah, it seems. It's it seems it seems like an overreaction in my opinion. That's fine. I'm glad to be off. What was one of the soups of the day? Um, I probably said split pea or, or vegetable medley because that's a funny name to me. <laughs> medley in a soup. Um, yeah, incredible. Well, so people can't find you on Twitter at the present moment, but where else could they find? They you? can't. But I am. I'm on Instagram at Cole Escola, but. You know, we'll see how long I last there. I hope. I might push my luck and try to be someone, someone else. Oprah? What's the, what's today's bread, Oprah? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird? Where we'll discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural milestones like indulgent snack commercials geared towards moms. Thank you, Cole. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cole. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.